terrific friends. This is Tori from Terrific Life. And let me tell you, if I knew then what I know now, I would be so much further along in life. I'm a wife, a boy mom, ages 12 and 15, full-time claims manager, an entrepreneur, and the voice behind Terrific Life. I'm a special needs mom. My oldest has high-functioning autism, a peanut-free and asthma mom, courtesy of my youngest son, and a mom of everything else. (laughs) I'm basically a jack-of-all-trades mom and a master-of-nothing mom. My passion is my family, and when I'm not with them, I love to lift others up. I want to share my experiences to help others in their journey of parenthood with tough love, a new perspective, and laughter. I hope with this podcast you get ideas, tips, you learn something new, and you get a lot of emotional goodness. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe subscribe and share my podcast to keep me on the air and visit my website terrificlife.com and my Facebook page Terrific Life. Now, on with the show. Hey guys, I am back. So today, I well, I wanted to come back a lot earlier, but I ran into the issue of being a mom. <laughs> so I was trying to find 20 minutes to carve out of your day and not have kids around, not have the husband around. I just needed like quiet time or the dog not begging me to go out. So, um, and then I got sick. So the, it was just one thing after another. I feel like this has been also the longest winter, but good news, I'm back. <laughs> and I am here to talk today about peanuts. I promised my youngest son that I would discuss uh, food allergies and peanuts because that is something that is near and dear to our hearts because he is um, deathly allergic to peanuts and has asthma. He's also allergic to soy and tree nuts. Those are not deathly allergic, but his asthma flares up when he does take them in, which then can turn into um, a very serious condition because he has been hospitalized probably about five times, I think, and at least three of those times for over five days with oxygen and all that other stuff just based on the fact that he ate the wrong thing. So I decided I would come on and I have done a lot of investigative work. Um, You guys could look it up yourself, but I'm just going to warn you as we go through this today, I'm going to use some words that you probably don't know uh, just because this is a rabbit hole that once you start going down, there's no turning back. And you'll never be the same because I was never the same. (laughs) But um, the peanut allergies and the allergies alone, I think we run into some problems because a lot of people, believe it or not, it's 2019, but a lot of people are still ignorant in regards to allergies. And I don't mean ignorant like you're so stupid. I'm talking ignorant like, you know, there's just people in this world and even I'm like that. If it's not happening to me or in my bubble or my portion of the world, it must not be that bad or it's being over exaggerated and people don't under, you know, don't understand. So I get it. But, you know, it's kind of like that thing like you don't know until you know. So today I'm telling you. So there you have it. So I'm going to be your person. So you are no longer ignorant when it comes to the world of peanuts and allergies. Really is kind of not. <laughs> You'll probably have to go down your own um, rabbits, you know, the trail or whatever, because this is Like I said, there is a lot of information. I'm going to keep it as short as possible. But I guess 50 years ago, there wasn't a lot of food allergies um, and they were very rare. And I hear this a lot from the older generation. Like, oh, when I was younger, we rarely had food allergies. Kids nowadays, everybody's coddled. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, look, they're allergic to another thing. (laughs) And they make it seem like it's some type of joke. Um, So unless I can't find the funny in it. Um, I just can't. And I am, I like to find the funny in just about everything. I'm sarcastic. But when it comes to this, unless you've seen your child gra- um, gasp for air, hooked up to oxygen, 
or it gets stuck with an EpiPen. You just don't really have the understanding to it. And I guess there's different factors. So when they talk about allergies and stuff, there are different factors. So one of the factors we have, why, why 50 years ago there was no food allergies? Like, tell me why. One of the reasons some people say is because of the Western diet, um, which is high sugar, low fiber diets. Um, We have unhealthy fats and carbs. And we have um, GMOs or GMOs or genetically modified. They spray on our food with all kinds of um, pesticides and herbicides and pump our animals full of drugs and antibiotics. So all of this had a huge effect on our mini um, ecosystem in our guts. Okay. So another hypothesis is hygiene. We constantly are using antibacterial cleaners and stuff and using it on our hands. You know, you got the antibacterial, uh, what is it, like Purell and stuff on our hands. And our bodies are not immune to any diseases or germs anymore and therefore makes us more susceptible to allergies. When you take it all away, so when you're rubbing that antibacterial stuff for a long time, we stop building up that immune to it. And then we actually, um, we let down our walls and something that could be quite harmless has now become extremely harmful and maybe even deadly, which is crazy. But that is one of the things that they have noticed also has increased. You know, once Purell came out and all that, allergies started to shoot up. Um, some people are like, oh, earlier exposure in babies, one-year-old exposure. Ben, we got fortunate. Ben was a year. They wanted him to try it in a year. And I want to say before he turned a year, he stuck his hand in um, his grandfather's, one of those things like with the the peanut mix with the M&Ms and stuff, stuck his hand in there and we shook it off. And then he rubbed his eye and his eye literally swelled like a golf ball, like his eye popped out almost like it looked like it was popping out of his socket. And there was this film over his eye. And that's how we discovered that he had a very severe allergy to peanuts. And if that's what it did to his eyeball, I could only imagine what it would do if he actually ingested it. But then I decided, all right, I'm going to go even further down this rabbit hole. I should be educated on this because this is something my child is going to have for the rest of his life. And then I was like, no, no, I abort. I don't want to do this no more because once I started (laughs) and I let's put everything aside. I love peanuts. Like I love peanuts and I can't have them in my house and stuff. I do. I was having them like at at work or whatever, because that was like my safe place where he isn't at. But when I looked up peanuts, I found out that peanuts are the most contaminated snacks we eat. It's not even funny, but it's funny. Like, are you kidding me? Like we feed it to these, we feed it to kids and we eat them like on diets, like as if they're going, like they're just going out of style. And they're the most contaminated snacks we eat with over eight pesticides in a jar of peanut butter. There's a really dangerous one. It's called like Piper Anal. I don't know. I wrote it down here like I have it on here, but it's Batoxide. And it was found 26.9% of the time in peanut butter. Peanut and food allergies. So I'm kind of talking about both. Peanut and food allergies have quadrupled in the last 14 to 15 years. And a peanut butter sandwich in a lunchroom now is basically a loaded weapon. I know you might say, oh, you're over exaggerating, but I'm not. Like the fact that he could be bullied or a kid could accidentally rub it and then if they don't get to him in time, he might die. It's extremely dangerous. But food allergies alone has increased 50% in the 14 years. Just food allergies, not even peanuts, 50%. And one out of 13 people have some sort of food allergy. And if they have that, they are more likely to have asthma too. Hence, and with the soy and the tree nuts, he gets the asthma, right? So they wanted, they decided, oh, hey, we're going to fill up schools with EpiPens. That's how we're going to handle this problem. We're just, you know, if a kid ends up 
gasping for air. We're just going to teach all the teachers to have these EpiPens and all this stuff, which is great. Obviously, we want our kids to be safe, but no one, no one is addressing the problem that when you go down that rabbit hole with me, I'm not sure you are going to be the same, but no one's addressing the actual problem. And our actual problem, we have to attack our soil. Isn't that crazy? Our soil. A peanut, for those that don't know, is actually a bean, but it's a bean that is a pea is in a pod in the ground and not on a vine, like most beans are. So it's buried in our soil. Putting anything in our soil is basically, it basically absorbs like our bloodstream. But in this case, it's our food stream, right? So when we rub chemicals on our body that cause cancer and do all this, basically we're doing the same thing, but with our food. If you put a genetically engineered seed in that soil and you get chemicals from that, the chemicals from that are linked to everything from cancer to infertility. So this BPO thingy, that piperonal butoxide that I was talking about, again, you could do the research yourself. I'm not a scientist. But this specific one is linked to be a human carcinogen based on cancer in lab animals and damages our liver and nervous system, which also then brought me back to the autism because autism also, a lot of the kids have a weak nervous system, like their nervous system's out of whack and stuff. When GMOs, genetically engineered soy, was introduced, when these genetically engineered soy was introduced, we had 50% increase. This was in the 90s, right? We've had a 50% increase of food allergies. And we are finding out more and more that they are harder to test in our food now. Then you have this thing called aflatoxins. So it's basically like, I'm trying to think, it's kind of like a mold, basically, and it causes liver cancer and all different types of cancer and stuff. But it is naturally, I think if I'm correct, it's, if so, if you buy the, like the um, organic or whatever peanut butter and you leave it out, it starts to grow it. It's like a mold. So people continue to eat it, but don't realize that it's growing these alpha, alpha toxins. I'm not sure if I'm even saying it right, but they, um, they're growing in this. So you have to refrigerate your peanut butter to stop it. But what they do is these peanut butters are grown in human areas where the aflatoxins um, just naturally grow, but they have to stop it from growing. So how do they stop it? They spray it with more pesticides. (laughs) So they're like preventing it and stopping the growth of these things because it's being grown in the humid area. So when you get it and you open it up, you should be storing it in the refrigerator. So if you're going to continue to eat this, you should probably always store your peanut butter in the refrigerator because without you realizing it, this is causing more harm to you. So the next thing is, is that peanut crops and cotton crops are constantly swapped. So when it's peanut season, then peanuts are grown. When it's cotton season, they, you know, whatever they do their farming thing and they switch crops. But it's done in the same soil and there's a different set of chemicals in our peanuts then. So cotton receives like a totally different application and this, to, because it, needs, it damages all the beneficial microorganisms that were in the soil from the peanut crop that was left over. And now that damages it. And then our peanuts won't grow. So then they have to like put more things in it. And it's like this never ending cycle. And all these chemicals from the cotton crop and the peanut crop are now in our soil. So they have to use, they have to up their game. So because the cotton, so because they up those in cotton, they have to up the insecticides and the fungicides on the peanut crop. And it's sprayed literally like every eight to 10 days, guys. It's routinely saturated with pesticides. It literally is destroying our cellular systems throughout our body and causing our DNA and cells to change. 
causing more diseases and allergies and cancer, all that stuff. I know. I, I don't know. I, I know that's going to be a science as I really get with you guys, but I just wanted you to be educated that this is a real thing that's causing harm. So with that thought, for the mom out there who is like, but my kid really likes peanut butter and jelly, please note, I do not care. Not because your angel doesn't deserve everything they want. It's because the difference is based on your selfishness and my child's need for survival. You got to see the difference in the important. And that is no risk any mom is willing to take. If I held poison over your child and said, don't worry, it probably won't even touch them. Well, are you willing to trust me? Are you? So let's say you are willing to trust me. Okay, let's up the ante. How about I give it to my child who has a tendency to be clumsy, likes to be a jokester. Now do you trust my child not to accidentally rub some on the counter next to your child? Decide it would be funny to just tease your child with it? Would you trust them? If the answer is no, then why should I trust your child? And it's not even about a trust that the child would deliberately do it. Accidents happen. Children don't wash their hands properly. Schools, we all know, they outsource cleaning. Some t- some schools, and their schools aren't cleaned right. Or they have the kids washing the table in the same dirty water that the last table had. I've seen it. So you can't look at me and tell me that this is not a problem and that you should understand or say, hold the bake sale and this and purposely leave someone out or accidentally have that happen where that peanut is around that child. Neither child should have to eat alone, but that's why the school needs to enforce the rules. Because in my child's eye, as we discussed earlier, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich your child is eating is a loaded weapon to my son because I've taught my son, you will die. It's a... It's something you don't want to ever have to teach your child, but it is a fear I needed to install because he will if he ingests it. This is not, this is a fact. It's not an opinion. It's not, it's not me trying to make life difficult for people. They could tease him, bully him. They could smear it on him or better yet, forget to wash their hands like we discussed earlier. Listen, I watched my son get an EpiPen and I watched him tell me, his heart hurts and he's cold and he could not stop shaking. He couldn't stop shaking. So unless I could put an EpiPen in your child, maybe we should just agree that we want all children to survive in this world. Besides, realistically, the peanuts you are giving your child now is not the peanuts we grew up with. At this point, you're playing Russian roulette with your own child wondering, will he get some diseases or not? You are no longer allowed to be ignorant in 2019 because... This is the part that some might get upset. We did this. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously by people we trusted, putting elected officials in office, letting corporations run the food industry. When we saw wrong, we went for convenience over what was right. I did not make allergies. I didn't make them. We as Americans did. It it was okay to put stuff in our food as long as it tasted good and it was cheaper. So now we gave, like I said, we gave corporations as devil what they wanted. And you cannot blame the younger generations and make fun of them and say they're soft and allergy ridden and, oh, this is all BS. And what is this? This is crazy. Because honestly, the quote that comes to mind is the sins of the father fall on the son. Well, now we know more. We need to do better. We can all do better. Ask your representatives what they are planning on doing with the GMOs, the genetically modified engine, all that 
seeds and stuff and pesticides and herbicides. What are they doing with that? How are they stopping this? Because facts are showing that this is not okay and it's destroying us and our children and our grandchildren and it's only going to get worse because our DNA is now changing. Support local organic farmers so they can grow and give us food that is not going to kill us or break the bank. And not just families that can afford it. Every human being in America deserves food that they could afford and it's not going to kill them in the long run. So we need to do better. So please, for all kids with deathly allergies or kids that are constantly suffering and getting gut diseases, children with autism, any type of diseases, people who have suffered from painful cancers and just want relief, do better for them. Fight for them. Make your candidates become the only way we can change it is by supporting what we want, showing where our dollars go, and making the representatives do what is right um, and not for their pocketbooks. So that's all I have to say on that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry, I got all scientifically. <laughs> I don't even know if scientifically is a word. But I just wanted to get it out there because I promised my son I would say it because he said if I have a voice, I should use it. Um, and that's what I'm doing. So you guys have a great, great week. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye.